Thank you for tuning in to The Business Cheat Code. I'm your host, Derek Richardson. Thank you and welcome to The Business Cheat Code. I'm Derek Richardson. Today we have a special guest, a friend of mine. We go back, oh, what, about nine years or so, something like that? Something like that. Something like that. Mr. Max Whiteside. Max, introduce yourself to the people and tell them a little bit about your background and your accomplishments. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Max Whiteside, currently a content evangelist with Jack Media. As Dee said, we do go way, way back. Um, you know, as far as my background, uh, I've got a passion for sales, always been in in, uh, in a sales role, both uh, as an individual producer and uh, a sales leader. Um, so I'm excited to be here with Derek today. We're always shooting back and forth ideas about how to, uh, you know, better ourselves and continue to grow in business. So, uh, you know, happy to be on today. Thanks, Derek. Awesome. So today's episode is how to separate yourself from the pack. And really, we want to talk about what makes you different. In sales, you're always selling yourself. You know, the product sells itself in most cases. If it doesn't, you need a new product. But really, when you're talking to a client or a potential client, you're selling yourself. Max, talk to us about how you go about separating yourself from the pack and give us some tips and tricks on how to do that successfully. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately um, as far as separating myself. And I, I don't know who said it or, you know, why it came to my my consciousness. But, um, you know, no matter what you do, basically, this guy says, no matter what role you're in, whether it's uh you know, a mail mailman or a dry cleaner or a salesman or a CEO um, like D, you can always separate yourself and do things better than than the competition, whether it's your peers or, you know, a, a, a competitive uh, a business, you know, somebody you're trying to win, win the deal against. Um, and I think that for me, I struggle sometimes with looking at like the big picture, right? It's overwhelming when I think about, OK, 2020 is about to be here. I got some big goals next year that I need to think about, but when I dwell on them, I don't know about you, D. They they can kind of weigh me down, and sure. know, if I'm not moving forward, then you know my business is suffering, especially in sales. You know, sure. I've always got to try to get the next deal. Um, so I focus on micro goals and setting really small objectives to achieve throughout the day, and that helps me stay motivated and in turn separate myself. Um, against my peers, you know, because I find myself working harder than them. And that's simple. You know, I'm not not the most talented person or the smartest person in in most rooms I enter, probably, (laughs) probably any room. But uh, but I can't outwork most people. And, uh, you know, so separating myself through working hard. I don't know. It's something that I've been thinking about. D. I don't know. Where are you at on that? Yeah, well, you know, you said something that's powerful, and that is just to keep moving. You know, life is like a bicycle. As long as you're pedaling, doesn't matter how fast you're going, you're moving forward. But if you stop pedaling, you're going to tip over. And that's true in sales. That's true in relationships. And that's true in business. You know, outworking somebody doesn't take any sort of special degree or any sort of special talent if you just what I call push the button. So we want to make sure that we're pushing the button and continuing to just work and just uh, remember that if you're going to be at the office, if that's your space of business, or if you're going to be at your home office, or if you're going to be out in the field, if you're going to be working anyway, you might as well be working towards 
making money or working towards getting your business to that next level. So we don't want to waste time as, as so many young people do. And I've been in sales management for a very long time. I see young people come in and they're playing Angry Birds on their phone or they're uh, sifting through Facebook or they're just not being as productive as possible with the time that is dedicated to work. And so we want to make sure that as long as we're at work, quote unquote work, wherever work is for you, that you are working towards uh, income or revenue or something that is going to to take your business to the next level. When we talk about separating ourselves, you know, for me, it's a little different. I do most of my business over the phone. And so I have to separate myself specifically from those other uh, inside sales reps that may be calling. And so obviously I have a couple businesses. If it's insurance, I'm not the first insurance agent to call a prospect to try to get them to buy a policy. Uh, if it's with Richardson Marketing Group, I'm not the first person to call them to try to get them to sign up with a marketing program to enhance their customer acquisition efforts. And so what I try to do to separate myself is it's all about the beginning. So specifically in inside sales, there's really five major components to uh, to a phone call. You have the gatekeeper piece in business to business. That's not uh, necessarily true when you're talking about business to consumer, but business to business, you have the gatekeeper piece. And that is the most important piece for me, because if you can't get past the gatekeeper, you can't get to the decision maker. And so you have to be just a dedicated gatekeeper slayer in business to business <laughs> inside sales. Yo, D, I like that. I yeah. mean, that, that gatekeeper piece is huge. I make a lot of phone calls as well. And I'm a firm believer in most, most business development scenarios, nothing beats a phone call. Like done right, nobody nobody is opposed to a good phone call. That's but correct. But that gatekeeper piece is huge. And um, you know, I'm curious, what uh, what have you found over the years to to best you know get through that door or uh, you know get to the decision maker? So I'm always going to use a three pronged approach. This isn't me. I believe Jeff Gitmer uh, wrote about this in the Sales Bible, which is a book that I still have on my desk and still refer back to from time to time. But the three pronged approach. Uh, essentially is going to do several things when it comes to sales psychology. Uh, the first thing is I'm going to ask for the decision maker by a first name uh, basis. So when Susie picks up the phone, I'm going to say, John, please. And I'm not asking if John is available. I'm not going to raise the end of the please and, and like a question form. So it's not John, please. It's John, please. Just a statement. If she asks who I am, I'm going to say, yes, tell him it's Derek. And that yes is so crucial because she may or may not know that whoever asks questions in a sales presentation is in control. So by her asking who I am, she has essentially taken control of the phone call. So I want to let her know that I give you permission to take control. So yes, you have permission to ask me that question. And then I'm going to give a demand right back. Tell him it's Derek. And that also alludes to familiarity, makes it seem like he knows exactly who I am and I'm just straight to business. And then the third prong is if she asks who I'm with, uh, specifically again with Richardson Marketing Group in a business to business atmosphere, I'm going to say RMG because RMG could be the sign guy, the shirt guy, the pen guy, the coffee guy. Uh, it doesn't have to be a marketing company. And so again, I'm going to give her permission to ask that question. So, hey, Derek, yes, who are you with? Sure. Tell him it's Derek with RMG. Is he available? And again, by giving another command, tell him it's Derek, it's almost like saying, hey, he knows who I am. Get out of my way. I need to speak to him. Is he available or not? By not asking a question in the first prong and by not asking a question in the second prong, by the time we get to that third prong and I have asked a question, typically they let me right through. 
Um, so the gatekeeper is just vital to, to again, getting through to the decision maker. But the second most important part is once you get that decision maker on the phone is the intro. And with most inside salespeople, it sounds pretty bland. And again, I've been in management for over 20 years now. And oftentimes we hear, hey, John, this is Derek with RMG. How are you? I'm fine, Derek. How are you? I'm good, thanks. The reason for the call is, and that's not really separating yourself from the pack. And so what I like to do is talk about something that is uh, going to catch him off guard and make him actively think and use his brain. It may be the weather. It may be the big sports game that just happened over the weekend. It may be the day of the week. If somebody asks me how I'm doing on a Thursday, I'm going to say something to the effect of, you know what, ask me again tomorrow. I may have a different answer for you because it's Thursday for him too. And he probably would have a different answer for me if I asked him on Friday at five o'clock how he's doing. Now, as a part of the intro, I want to do the discovery. That's just sales 101, but I specifically use a discovery technique called CLAP. I want to find out what they're currently using, what they like about what they're using, what they would alter about what they're using before I paint the picture. The reason why I do that is because I'm just playing chess with these people, and so I need to know what their moves are before they make them. And so if the, the only way to really figure that out is to ask them. So I want to say, hey, you know, we're, we're Richardson Marketing Group. We just wanted to call to see what you guys are doing for marketing moving into 2020. And they'll tell me, and I say, okay, is that working for you? Do you like it? What are some of the things that you like about it? And they'll give me the ammo. And then I'll say something to the effect of, well, if you had a magic wand and you could change something about that, what would it be? And they'll tell me and they'll give me more ammo. So now I can critique my presentation and customize my presentation for uh, specifically what they like and what they dislike about what they're already using. And I can really solve a problem while I'm painting the picture. Uh, obviously, the body is important. That's the third uh, section of a, of a phone call. And the body is always going to be plug and play. doesn't matter if I'm selling marketing or insurance or windows or mortgages uh, or, or anything. It doesn't really matter as long as I'm good at getting through a gatekeeper, good at an intro and finding out how I can solve their problem, good at the fourth aspect of the call, which is the close, and really good at the fifth aspect of the call, which is getting referrals, I'm going to be just fine and it doesn't matter what product I'm selling. Uh, so that's how I try to separate myself is, is, is again, with, with a good gatekeeper piece, um, not just a standard, hi, may I speak to John, please? Uh, and also a good intro piece and really doing some good discovery during that intro piece and really bringing down that wall of, uh, of, of, um, of almost, you know, hey, I don't want to speak to this guy. Uh, try to bring down that wall so that he talks to me openly and, and actively. What are some of the techniques you use, Max? And, and I know that you're a little different because oftentimes you're in the field and you, you've you done a lot of sales face-to-face -face and not over the phone. How, how can you separate yourself when you're in the field and selling whatever product uh, is the product of the day? Yeah, uh, for me, I think it's very similar, um, especially when I'm making a phone call to, to what Derek just described. I might, I don't know, I don't want to say dumb it down a little bit for myself, but um, I'm working a special project right now. So when I go in, I'm really looking for somebody to help me out. And um, what I found is even when I'm selling something, when I, when I start the conversation by, hey, Derek, I'm hoping you can help me out, it really levels the playing field pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, regardless of what comes after that, um, I believe that most people are good and everybody wants to help somebody out. And um, that really, that starts most conversations out for me on a really positive foot. And from there, um, you know, moving into uh, when I when I get the person on the phone, uh, if we're talking about, you know, business to business, 
Um, I, it's like I'm assigning them a special mission, right? Like I'm MI, MI6 or whatever. Right, right. I'm calling them up like, hey, D, this is Max with XYZ Company. I'm hoping you can help me out. The reason for my call is this, and I'm really specific with them. I say, you know, I'm calling because of XYZ, and here's my ask. I'm simply asking that you can, boom, do this for me. And within three seconds, they know why I'm calling. They know who I am. They're lightweight, excited about what's going on because it feels cool. And, and they want to help me out. Again, I'm hoping you can help me out. Um, and right now, especially with what I'm working on, that cadence works very well for me. Um, and again, you can kind of adapt that for what you're doing. But I think intro with I hope you can help me out. If you try that on the next 25 phone calls you make, you'll be surprised how how the tone of the conversation can change from, you know, an adversarial Hey, hello, how are you? Why are you calling? To okay, like at least giving you the time of day. And then it's on you, right? Then you've got to be prepared. And I was thinking about personalization, right? D, you've been making phone calls for a long time. I mean, it doesn't take, at least for me, but 35 seconds for me to know the exact department, you know, know who I'm calling, why I'm calling their company, using their language. So when I'm asking, I'm talking on their terms. I'm meeting them where they are. And I feel like I've seen a lot of people get bogged down in preparation and preparation is key, but doing it efficiently and finding out, you know, kind of how to do that quickly um, is invaluable and a really good way to separate yourself um, because it just makes your life that much easier and your phone calls that much better. Right. Face to face is very similar. Be prepared, but, um, you know, look people in the eye, shake their hand, give them a firm handshake. Um, ask a lot of questions and be curious about their business. Everybody wants to talk about what they do uh, within a business or, you know, their role in running a business. Um, that's exciting to them. Most people get out of bed because of that. So, you know, talk about talk about that stuff and you'll unearth why, you know, your product or service can benefit them. And maybe it can't. But the only way to find out is to have a genuine conversation. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit more uh, conversational, I, I suppose, about it. Um, take a more humanistic approach, if you will, um, but also using the same sort of structure uh, that Derek described uh, in his approach. And I, I like that very much. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we always talk about going through the uh, going through the half step method. The half step method for me is to be a half step faster, half step better when it comes to vocabulary. Um, you don't want to speak too fast uh, and speak like you're in New York to somebody who's in Kentucky. Uh, and you don't want to use big 10-letter words to somebody who uses four-letter words on a daily basis. You want to just be a half step uh, better than them. It shows that you're in control, that you are the consultant, that you are the professional. Um, but it also does not uh, overpower the client because if you come in overpowering or or uh, too strong, then sometimes they are turned off by that. So, um, you know what, Max, this has been great. This has been awesome. We definitely appreciate you uh, coming on to the Business Cheat Code and uh, giving us your insights. And maybe we'll have you back one day, man. How, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I always appreciate uh, stopping by and seeing you. Thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, always learning from you. So thanks, Dee. Absolutely, man. And again, this has been the Business Cheat Code with Derek Richardson. That's all for this episode. Again, I'm Derek Richardson. Tune in next time for more Business Cheat Codes.